Ladies and gentlemen, thank you for joining me on Anyone Can Achieve Fitness. My name is Antonio Burgos, and from now on, I will refer to myself as the host of the ACAF. ACAF pod. ACAF, nothing else behind it. Let's get started. All right, thank you so much for tuning in. I want to foremost, foremost, first most, one of those words, apologize. I do intend to do these every Monday, and it is obviously not a release date of Monday here. It's the 13th when I'm recording this, Tuesday. And it was some technical issues, and honestly, I, 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 I got super busy. But I'm going to do another episode here after this one. So let's get right to it. This episode is about what is fitness. I don't know, man. I'm just kidding. Let's start off with the Merriam-Webster dictionary definition of fitness. The quality or state of being fit. Well, that seems obvious. It has a second definition. The capacity of an organism to survive and transmit its genotype to reproductive offspring as compared to competing organisms. In other words, the more fit you are, the more likely you are to bow chicka bow wow. Uh, and have offspring. Wikipedia, which some people don't think is a good source, if you look at its other sources that they use, the references per article, you can make a judgment per article. Keep in mind that it is a community, uh, not fed, but like a community worked on database. So even though, yes, the information can be messed with, you can double check the references at the bottom and I believe that most people are trying to do good, so the good will outweigh the bad in Wikipedia. Uh, Wikipedia has physical fitness defined as a state of health and well-being, and more specifically, the ability to perform aspects of sports, occupations, and daily activities. Physical fitness is generally achieved through proper nutrition, moderate vigorous physical exercise, and sufficient rest. It sounds like a good definition to me. So let's go a little bit further into what is fitness, what it means to an individual, and how to achieve fitness. It used to be that at a certain point, uh, obesity, uh, diseases that came from obesity, like a weak heart or a gout especially, known as a rich man's disease, right? You couldn't get to that point unless you were very physically inactive. And most people just couldn't afford to be physically inactive. Our standards of living have increased dramatically Obviously, if you compare your life to your grandparents' life or your, their grandparents' life, you keep going back just a couple of hundred years. Go to the infancy of the United States, which really wasn't even that long ago, what, 240 years ago? People worked a lot harder than they do now. So now, in order for you to be fit, you actually have to make time for fitness. That's crazy. But what's even crazier is knowing that being fit, just doing some things, will reduce your risk for cardiovascular diseases, metabolic diseases, it increases your mental acuity, it helps stave off uh, cognitive uh, degeneration, and even despite knowing all of these benefits and knowing that someone who's physically fit, for you younger people anyway, will tend to make you more competitive as far as a, dic a Merriam-Webster dictionary of, you know, bow trigger brown wow. Knowing that, people still don't make time for it. And it's not something where you have to look like Chris Hemsworth or who's another modern day, very incredibly strong individual people want to look like. Zac Efron? Yeah, probably Zac Efron. Uh, ladies that are super fit. Ronda Rousey. You don't have to look like these people 
Okay, maybe I haven't heard Ronda Rousey a lot. Uh, Jennifer Lopez. Well, you know, anyone could look good if you have millions and millions of dollars. But you know you want to not necessarily look like them. That's not always realistic. But look like a better version of yourself or, more importantly, be a healthier version of yourself so you have a better life. Why would you not make time for that? I think that's crazier than the fact that we have to work to be fit. Now, the thing about all the people that I just mentioned, which is only four, but you can think of so many other examples of all these famous people who have a certain kind of body type that many people may express that, uh, gosh, uh, you know, I, I hate to stereotype some women, but they will call them yummy, quote unquote, uh, you know, or guys, it's very easy to stereotype guys. They'll look at a chick and go, you know, big old eyes popping out of their heads like a cartoon figure and cat calling. All these people that you're looking at make time for fitness. It's easier to do probably when you have all that money and part of your job is to look a certain way. But I guarantee you that when they're actually exercising, it is just as difficult for them as it is going to be for you. So... You cannot give me the excuse that it's easier for them. They have to work just as hard. Now, of course, you know, having the coach there, having someone to push you and help you out, having, you know, the ease of access to readily made foods for you that are healthy, that makes a big difference. But you can cook your own healthy foods, okay? You can listen to this podcast or other podcasts, or go to YouTube, or go to your local gym and make some friends, or get a personal trainer. may not be, you know, a personal trainer that's specifically certified to be a strength and conditioning coach, or specifically certified to help you run a a marathon. But even that assistance is going to make you that much better. You're going to see more success, but you have to try, okay? You cannot tell me that your effort that you have to put out is harder than anybody else's. Now, There are people who literally are in wheelchairs, bound to those wheelchairs, and that's a different case. There are different ways to achieve fitness for those people, but generally I find that a lot of those people are about the same, have, have the same kinds of, maybe not the same kinds of opportunities, but they definitely have opportunities to achieve fitness in their own way. Uh, you know, there's there's basketball, wheelchair basketball, and those people will keep at it all the time as well. They don't stop. So there are excuses and there are legitimate things that happen to you. Most of the time, if you can admit to yourself that they're an excuse, you're already a step ahead. Now, as far as fitness, how to achieve fitness, all right? How to achieve it? Well, you got to start. There are five stages to the trans-theoretical model of fitness. If you are listening to this podcast, you're already on stage two minimum, okay? So pre-contemplation is stage one. That's where you're not even thinking about it. You don't even, it's not even part of your lifestyle to even like consider the thought or entertain the thought of, huh, maybe I should try to go for a walk today. Nope, that's pre-contemplation. All you guys that are listening to this, you're automatically by default on stage two. Sorry, I put you there. Stage two is contemplation. You're considering it. That just means that you think to yourself, huh, maybe I should go out to work out. You don't necessarily have to do anything about it, but you are at stage two. Some of you that are listening might be in the other stages of the trans-theoretical model. The last stage is maintenance. That means that you've gotten to the point where you are actually constantly working out. It's a habit. It's not something you stop. That should be something where we all try and reach it, but it takes time. Okay, You have to be in the stage four, in the action stage for six months, before you can officially say you are in the maintenance stage because now you're, you're just keeping at it. 
not necessarily that you're you're done reaching your your goals after six months that is not what that means okay because the trans theoretical model is more of a mindset than it is your actual physical body you could be training for years and keep seeing improvements for years especially you know depending on where you start at but how you achieve fitness is you start we're all starting at, at part two right we're gonna now uh, actually I need to get my book for this one sorry guys one second and just to let you guys know yes sometimes I do this a little unprepared but honestly when I'm talking to people out in the field I'm not 100% prepared for everything all of the time. If someone is 100% or at least they sound 100% prepared all the time, you should definitely look it up at that point. What if they're making it up or just talking out of their booty? Which a lot of people do. A lot of people will just keep talking and saying things without looking it up. Sometimes they might not be right. So let me give you this hint. If you want to do your own research, when you are on Google, if you just type in scholar or scholarly articles after you type in what you're looking up for, you should get one of your first results that say scholarly articles for blah, 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 blah. And you can actually look at articles, uh, you know, where they went through the scientific process. They have the abstract, they have the uh, synopsis and, and the uh, experimentation page, the procedures, all that stuff on there. So you can actually judge to see if that article and that information is based on, on a very useful, uh, or I'm sorry, not very useful, on a very practical uh, knowledge base if it's something that's worth using. So I did go to the Scott uh, one of the scholarly articles for the trans theoretical model here You guys can do this too to keep yourselves honest and by looking at these articles I've come to see that a lot of them actually include additional stages uh, for exercise we'll, we'll include it We'll just put in the five because they're the easiest to remember as far as what you're trying to do You know what? I'm gonna put it at six and I'll tell you why in a second. So uh, stage three Right now, if, and let's assume everyone's just listening to this because they're imagining being fit, looking at themselves in the mirror and they're seeing what they look like now and they imagine a, a cardboard cutout with their head on it of Arnold Schwarzenegger and you're in contemplation, you're thinking about it. Stage three is preparation. Maybe you're going to go uh, get a gym membership and you've actually got it. You start buying your running shoes, you buy your workout clothes, you buy a cool water bottle, blah, blah, blah. You're preparing, right? That's stage three. Now we want to get to stage four. That's you actually doing stuff. Finally, yes. Stage four is action. And that's where you're starting to walk on your treadmill. You're meeting with your brand new personal trainer. Or you're going out for walks every day. Or, you know, you got some dumbbells at home and you're doing some simple squats with your dumbbells. You're starting. That's action, okay? In this stage, it's very easy to quit. Right now it's starting to get hard. Maybe you're not seeing the changes you want right away. Maybe you, you feel like you're sore all the time. You have to condition yourself and don't give up at this point. You haven't made the changes necessary to be effective yet. Six months down the road, you will have made such incredible progress that took such a slow incremental time during that you won't even feel it, but you will notice it, especially if you have trouble sleeping, especially if you have low energy levels, especially if you felt weak before, you will make a difference. Now, you're not gonna necessarily lose 100 pounds in six months. If you do it right, you will lose about one to two pounds a week, right? So four to eight pounds in a month. So in six weeks, you'll get 24 to 48 pounds. And they, that may not seem like a lot to some of you, but if you do it the right way, it's gonna stay off. And so 
In six months, if you keep exercising without stopping, you will have reached the maintenance stage. At this point, you should be knowledgeable enough to not only know what to do for yourself, at least as far as some simple things to keep yourself in shape, especially if you don't have access to a gym or if you can't meet with a trainer or you can't afford one for a little bit, whatever the case may be. And then we have our sixth stage. And our sixth stage is the relapse stage. So it's not included in and some of the things that I originally had to learn here, but looking at these articles, the sixth stage seems like something that you guys should plan for. We all are going to experience in our fitness journey at least one, if not many, many times where you're going to wake up and you do not want to work out that day or you go on a trip, on a vacation. I hope we all get to go on vacations here, but maybe you'll go on a vacation. And on that vacation, you know what? I'm going to... I'm going to drink alcohol every day because I got the drink pass on the cruise and I am not going to lift any weights. I'm not going to run. The most I'm going to do is walk on the island of Jamaica and buy a bunch of coffee there because it's cool, not drink any of it, and that's all the exercise I'm going to do. You're going to get back and then you're going to feel like, eh, you know, I can skip it another week, right? But no, okay? That's the point where you plan for your relapse. You know that you're going to have times where you're going to fail. You need to plan for a way to get back on the horse, okay? Now, you it might bump you down to action, the action stage again, but I think you can forgive yourself and say you're back in the maintenance stage if you pick up on it within a week and you just pick up where you left off. It's a lot easier to lose all of the progress that you've made, okay? Four weeks of work that you've done on yourself for fitness, can fitness, I meant to say fitness, can go down the drain if you just do one week of inactivity. Now, it's a lot easier after you've done some work to get back to where you were before, but the longer you go without doing it, the harder it's gonna be to get back there. So, plan for relapse. That's gonna be your sixth stage. Now, fitness, there are different kinds of fitness, okay? And we wanna achieve as many uh, fitness levels as possible for a health, uh, higher quality of life. So looking at the uh, University of Minnesota website, not that I went to Minnesota, but I'm looking at different sources from all kinds of places to get a well, more well-rounded, unbiased view on what fitness is, is what you guys should also do, hopefully with anything. They look at physical fitness as being broken up into three major things, aerobic fitness, flexibility, and muscle strengthening. Now. There are definitely more ways you can break that down, right? Aerobic can be cardiorespiratory fitness. Uh, muscular strength should also include muscular endurance. I'm looking at medical news today here, and they actually mentioned that cardiorespiratory, muscular strength, endurance. Uh, also, flexibility, which they mentioned. And then body composition, that's not necessarily body composition, I would say, for how you look. But those numbers do matter. If you have a higher body fat percentage, you're at a higher risk. Uh, for certain diseases. Although, there, to, to be fair, there is a point in which you don't want to go below, in which case you, you go shooting back up for risk, right? Um, not saying that you have to get your body fat percentage to zero. That's absolutely not what I'm saying. But there is a certain point where you have, you, you, can, you can adamantly say, hey, you have a little bit too much body fat. Let's go ahead and tone it down. Or help bring it down. But let's just stick to the three uh, main ones here that the University of Minnesota covers. I think that's a really good groundwork for everybody. Aerobic exercises are just going to be those exercises that are going to engage your 
uh, cardiovascular system. You just think of them as cardio, or at least most of you do. Walking, uh, running on that treadmill, running outside, jogging, uh, bike riding, swimming. But we can also kind of start getting into dancing. You know, if you swim for a long time, hey, those Zumba classes might be calling your name. Uh, I should do Zumba one day. It looks uh, intimidating, but it also looks kind of fun. You can do water aerobics, not necessarily swimming, but keeping keeping a constant motion. That's going to be your aerobic type exercises. Now, we can all know what aerobics and cardio is good for, right? Oh, why is it so quiet? Because I'm on a podcast. This is such a lonely job, but I do enjoy it. Aerobic exercises here uh, affecting our cardiovascular system. A stronger heart means a higher cardiac output, which is simply going to mean that your heart has to work less to get your blood pumping everywhere, which simply put, it's just, for example, going to give you a more restful sleep. Your heart has to beat less for you to sleep. You don't feel your heart beating out of your chest, and so your sleep is just a better uh, overall. Uh, let's see, your lung capacity, of course, increases. You can take less breaths as your lungs are stronger and increase in size a little bit. Therefore, you have an easier time sleeping. Yeah, I, I really like to sleep. I don't know if you haven't noticed, but I love to sleep. I hope you guys do too. Now for cardio, aerobic exercises are going to be your lower intensity exercises where your body is able to use the oxygen that you're bringing into your body and keep up your same level of energy production. Uh, again, walking, maybe some jogging, light things. But you can increase that intensity to become more vigorous. At a certain point, you're going to get into anaerobic activity, which if you guys don't know, most of you probably do. I'm not trying to insult you, the ones that do, but... Uh, anaerobic means without oxygen and aerobic uh, all that means there is that your body is not able to keep up anymore now it's going to use everything stored inside of it to try and uh, keep up with your energy needs at a certain point you feel like you can't breathe anymore you feel like if you don't slow down you might die anaerobic if you are doing vigorous activity the same uh, the same amount of vigorous activity as moderate activity is going to pretty much double your benefit. So if you do 15 minutes of vigorous activity, it's going to give you the same benefits as 30 minutes of vigorous activity. I meant to say moderate. My experience, do both. Combine both. Uh, the World Health Organization recommends that you do 75 minutes of vigorous activity in a week or 150 minutes of moderate activity. As far as cardiovascular is concerned, I would say do both. Uh, do maybe 30 minutes of, of vigorous activity if you can, 40, 50, uh, but definitely also take your time doing the uh, more aerobic, slower jogging. Those uh, walks definitely are gonna be good for your heart. It's gonna uh, help prevent against heart disease. All right, so that's gonna be your, our, one of our main types of fitness, how to achieve it. You gotta work on your cardio. You have to do it. Don't avoid it. I know a lot of people hate it. Find a fun way for you to engage your cardio and do it. Uh, we can talk about fun ways uh, some other time here. Second thing that we should talk about is muscular uh, muscular building, strength building. Not necessarily trying to get you to have the biggest muscles in the world, or at least the biggest that you've ever had them, but making sure that your uh, muscles are engaged. Uh, as you age, every decade, I believe you lose 5 or 10% of your muscle mass. I know you definitely lose muscle mass as you age, especially if you don't engage in it. At a certain point, not engaging in physical activity uh, and not having your muscles work will make you so weak that it is easier for you to fall doing simple things like walking up and down the stairs, reaching up for a jar on the top shelf, overstraining yourself, 
And then if you fall while you're in that weakened state, it's easier for you to break your muscles. There's also an increase in your bone density from doing exercise, all right? A lot of the younger people don't worry about that right now. But as you get older, that is something that becomes major. And if you start while you're young, it's going to give you greater bone density that you get to keep as you're older. If you're older, you can still do exercise and it's still going to positively affect you. But you cannot necessarily undo lack of activity for a long time in your life. So there is never a bad time to start except later. Later is the worst time to start. Now is the best time to start. Okay, ASAP is the best time to start. Don't put it off. Doing muscular training is going to uh, give you those benefits that I talked about, but it's also going to help to increase your muscle mass just a little bit, uh, depending on your goals. A lot of the time you won't even see too big of a difference. You might see some toning, uh, but unless you're purposely going for something where you know you have to eat a lot more and you have to lift super crazy weight, you're not gonna become huge. A lot of women have this fear that if they do muscular training, they're gonna look like a man. You have to work very hard to increase your size, especially if your body's not naturally inclined to do so. Okay, men have testosterone, we naturally have more muscle layers. It's easier for us to build muscle. A woman can definitely build muscle, and there are women who can definitely crunch my head into pudding if they wanted to with their muscles, but they have to work hard for it. Don't assume that just because you do something, you're gonna look like them. You should do muscular training because having more muscle build or burns more fat. At a resting metabolic rate, someone who is of the same weight as you but has more muscle than you can eat more because they burn more calories. That means that they can either enjoy their food more or they can eat the same portions as you and worry less about gaining weight, okay? So that's another great reason for you to do that. Strength exercises just twice a week minimum is going to give you great benefits. There are different strength movements you can do, and we'll cover that later. But just for now, if you don't know what to do, uh, if you know anyone that works out, if you want to put a message up, um, if you just look at YouTube, start somewhere. Again, just like cardio, the best time to start is now. The worst time to start is later. Now, flexibility is another thing that you should take into account, okay? Your muscles have a certain length. The less that you stretch them, or especially the less that you use them, the shorter they're gonna get over time. People that sit a lot and have certain kinds of pains, I'm sure you will, you've heard before, hopefully you have, of the detriments of sitting all day. You have to try and stand and do things because your muscles will shorten in certain areas and lengthen in others just because of the way you sit all day. And what's gonna end up happening is you're gonna end up uh, developing an imbalance in your spine, right? You're gonna have an anterior or posterior pelvic tilt, and then that, of course, just gives you back pain. Flexibility, along with muscular training, is going to help to prevent those kinds of postural imbalances, okay? You still wanna maintain strength Okay, stretching in itself won't be enough, but just strength in itself won't be enough either. You need to remember to stretch. You can stretch uh, for the following reasons. If you need those reasons uh, outlined for you, it can help improve your overall ease of movement, just meaning that you'll just have a greater range of motion. It's easier for you to turn around and look uh, behind your car window or look out the car window. 
I was looking the other way as I did that, so my voice was probably messed up. It's easier for you to do a rotation and look out the car window, uh, the rear view window. Uh, it's gonna be easier for you to reach up to higher shelves and get things. It's gonna be easier for you to reach down on the ground and get underneath the couch and find the remote control. Uh, it's also going to help you out because it's gonna decrease stress on your joints, okay? Knees, elbows, shoulders. If you work on your flexibility in those areas, that should help to decrease the stress and the pain you feel in those joints. Reduce the risk of injury too. If you're taking into a hyperextensive motion, not something that you meant to do, but life happens, you fall. I know as a dad, sometimes you're catching your kids at weird angles because they jump off the couch and you are not expecting to have to catch them at all. Stretching more is gonna help to decrease your risk of injury. Sorry guys, I'm getting hiccups right now. Uh, and it also is going to help improve blood flow to the muscles, right? You're making them a little longer. So uh, uh, here's a, a thing that I'll tell you guys is when you're stretching, try and go for 15 or more seconds, right? It takes about 10 seconds of you staying at what you feel is the ultimate length of your muscles for your muscles to relax a little bit more and then you can give yourself a nice extra stretch. Whenever you're doing stretches, whenever you're doing cardio, whenever you're doing muscular work, okay? You want to judge your pain scale on a one to 10 and if you are exceeding a three, right? If you are four or higher on the pain scale, you need to stop. Okay, that's not the burn, okay? There's a difference between pain and you being tired or, or feeling the burn, all right? If you feel legitimate pain, it's gonna be sharp, it's gonna be shooting, it's gonna definitely flare up when you're trying to do another movement there, okay? That's not a burn, that's actual injury, stop. All right, that being said, you want your intensity to be on that same scale uh, zero to 10 and you want to get to a seven minimum nine maximum don't get to a 10 or at least don't maintain a 10 for too long a time it's just gonna make it that much harder for you to come in the next day and the day after that you'll overwork yourself there is overtraining syndrome do not let your obsession with becoming fit and your newfound passion with improving yourself let you arrive at overtraining syndrome Okay, that's just gonna make it so instead of getting better, you're gonna get worse. You can actually work out too much and detriment yourself. Just like you can have too much vitamin C, oh yeah, that sounds all great, until you get into toxicity levels, you overdid it. All good things come in moderation. You still have to exercise, but you gotta make sure that you don't overdo it. So a lot of what fitness means and how to achieve it is gonna be finding a way to get yourself to do activities, to be motivated. A lot of it's gonna be knowledge, knowing what to do, how to do it, how to keep it fun. A lot of it is engaging in all the correct aspects of fitness, whether it comes to cardio, muscular fitness, flexibility. A lot of it is gonna come from knowing what you're putting in your body. I told you about choosemyplate.gov. Okay, carbs are good. Don't let people that swear by keto catch you away from carbs, that's your main source of energy. Carbo load before long workouts. You can definitely eat carbs after your workout too, but you don't have to eat carbs all the time. Uh, your protein is definitely great for building muscle, have your proteins after your workouts especially. Don't 100% avoid fats, your body can use fats too. It won't automatically store it as fats, okay? So don't have that preconception there. One last thing here I'll mention, 
from that nia.nih.gov website. That's the website that I told you about from the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services, the National Institute on Aging. They bring up a fourth uh, aspect of fitness, balance exercises, okay, especially uh, as you get older, that it you, you unfortunately it doesn't matter. That's the plain truth of the matter is that as you get older, you have a higher uh, risk for falling injuries. Okay, and a lot of times strengthening your muscles is going to help that. But if you purposely work on your balance as well, that's going to help to prevent that further. Okay, standing on one foot, heel to toe walks. Man, you could try Tai Chi. Okay, there are there are different kinds of balance exercises that you can do now. If you haven't done that before, especially if you're in retirement age and older, don't jump on a medicine ball and try and work out your balance then. It's just like being a, you know, a, a very weak individual who's never lifted a weight before, who's always been in front of a computer, who's always had maids and butlers and barely lifted a finger. I'm thinking Cusco from Emperor's New Groove, super scrawny guy. Is lucky he got turned into a llama because I bet you he could not have run that that much as he was. Okay, you need to no matter where you at start small and take your time working your way up. There's many great things that I've seen people online achieve that I have not been able to do, and I can 100% guarantee you that those people took a long time to get there. Okay, uh, that's it, man. Anyone can achieve fitness. Like, share, subscribe. Uh, Share this with your friends, please. Tell everybody that has no idea what to do, doesn't know where to start, and is intimidated that I, there is a guy who's intimidated making podcasts and is not intimidated by fitness so that we can both share that awkwardness and I can help you guys out and maybe you can help me be more confident doing this as well. I will try to be more consistent. I apologize again for this week, but uh, it's not, life happens. Same thing with your fitness. That's why I said plan for, plan for your relapse. All right, guys. Peace.